I don't know. We'll figure that out as we go. I'd say, yeah, we can talk about stuff as we go, focusing on, you know, like we always do. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. All right. Hello again, and welcome to the Polis Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kendall. With me, as always, is Jared. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. All right. So uh, we missed a few weeks, but uh, we're going to mostly talk about uh, books that came out this past week. So, Jared, what'd you read this week? Uh, you know what? I actually decided to pick up a couple um, couple new books uh, last month. Um, Daredevil and... I, I was kind of talked into picking up Daredevil. I don't know why because the series is ending in like the next issue. Mm-hmm. So I basically picked it up for the last three. But uh, this was actually – this could, could be my favorite comic of the week. It's that or maybe even Darth Vader. But uh, Matt Murdock, everyone knows uh, Matt's Matt. Um, he's in uh, San Francisco right now. And uh, basically now that everyone knows it's, uh, he's Daredevil, he's ditching the costume. So now he has a um, a three piece bright red suit with a double D belt buckle, um, like a black shirt, red tie, and he looks pretty spiffy. And he basically fights crime in that the whole issue. <laughs> so uh, he still has his like his white cane and stuff like that. Um, and uh, it, it's just kind of a really cool story. The owl is the main villain. Uh, we don't see him in this one, but uh, his daughter shows up, and it's basically Matt kind of going through the city, kind of fighting crime, following her. Um, and stuff like that. Uh, it was definitely, I mean, it's such a well-written book. Uh, Mark Wade kills it on this, and Sandy right, just, right. just, just is so beautiful, and it just looks so, um, I don't want to say it's super unlike anything else, but it's just very crisp, um, and they both share storytelling credits, so that's pretty cool. Um, they had some fun, um, some fun scenes there where, um, Someone, it's like, I think it's Matt's girlfriend. Her dad is like a, a gajillionaire and he rents out a baseball park and he takes batting practice just to relieve stress. Then Matt walks in. He's like, yeah, let me see if I can hit a couple balls. And then he's like just knocking him out of the park and the pitcher's just getting frustrated. He's like, how's this blind guy, you know, hitting all my balls and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's just pretty funny just to kind of see the background. But, um, you know, Matt Murdock in this, he's just basically out and about, um, you know, no longer having to hide his identity. He's just, you know, playing up, you know, he's saying hi to passerbys as he's chasing people down the street, taking selfies with them. It's just um, definitely a little bit different, um, Matt Murdock or Daredevil than I'm used to. But to say overall, it was um, a very well written book and uh, definitely uh, looking forward to, I guess, seeing how the series ends and where Daredevil goes with Secret Wars. Mm, yeah yeah I, I i yeah that's yeah daredevil i feel like i feel like daredevil has been re- really well done for like the last several years but for whatever reason i just never can get sucked into it i, I read the first couple issues of, of this run and i and i liked it but then i stopped i did so. the same thing and I'm kind of trying to pick it up through uh, Marvel Unlimited and kind of trying to catch mm-hmm. up a little bit. And that's something, too, where I've um, – even like the past couple of weeks, I think I picked out a couple Frank Miller Daredevils to read just to kind of brush up on some stuff. And I mean I remember reading a lot of Brubaker stuff and getting into it. But this, it was just one of those things where it's like I really do like Daredevil. I just – I don't know why I haven't been picking up the book. So that was why. And kind of another in that same sort of line, um, I picked up The Flash 
which okay. um, kind of convinced. I've been you know told it's been really good for a long time, so I decided to drop some crap and pick this up. And of course, I pick it up like right as the this big arc is ending. So there's like future Barry that uh, realizes that um, his actions actually hurt more people than helped. So he goes back in time to um, start killing all the villains. So um, and he's dealing with all that. And then Barry is lost in some Amazonian world, like where the speed force is. And basically the, uh, he lost his, his running power. Uh, or is speed, I guess you could say. And um, they have to, uh, essentially, they sacrifice him. and um, But the sacrifice didn't go right, uh, and he actually gets his speed powers back and, like, you know, kills the bad guy or stops him. And then uh, the flashes meet in the present day and uh, finish off the other bad guy. And, um, like I said, I read the issue before, and it was pretty good. It did a pretty good job of recapping where everything was at. I'd like to probably go back and read some more. Um, and it was actually really cool, especially because of the show, but, uh, Professor Zoom pops in at the very end. Mm. So it was neat to kind of see what he looks like with the, re- the yellow outfit and all that stuff. And, um, yeah. So especially with really enjoying the TV show, I'm kind of glad I picked up the flash and, uh, and I really enjoy, um, this is, I picked up the variant cover that they're doing with the movie titles. And this one is, um, Hitchhawks, uh, North by Northwest. So he's like running away from the plane. It's pretty cool. And I've really just been enjoying those DC covers. That's 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 funny because I have been hating them. See, like, the Grayson, like, Enter the Dragon was super cool. Um, the Batman and Robin this time was Harry Potter, and I think it looks pretty crappy. But, I mean, I haven't liked all of them. But, um, like, uh, Aquaman, it's, it was um, Free Willy. So he's like a big orca jumping over him. I mean, I just thought it was just you know, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, I, there there were a couple that like, and I mean, I guess I'm not as as big a movie poster person uh, as as one might be. There were there were a couple of them that uh, that you know that were kind of you know fun. Like uh, there was a, it was either Detective or Batman was was the Matrix, and I, it was fun. But basically, whenever I whenever I grabbed one of those. Uh, movie poster covers i always like picked it up and i thought i was seeing the advertisement that was on the back of the book and then (laughs) i flip it over and then there's another advertisement on the back of the book and it's and i'm like i'm confused you know (laughs) yeah and and i just yeah i just i mean and and the and i think i think the it wouldn't be so egregious if it hadn't been uh, if they hadn't also done the like last month, they did Harley Quinn, and then, and then they did the Joker variant covers, and they were fifty fifty covers. So like you know, I was getting several of my DC books had Harley Quinn covers. Yeah, I just I don't like I I mean occasionally I'd be I'm okay with um, wonky variant covers, especially if they're not fifty fifty variant covers, meaning that I just yeah. That I have to have them, basically. Yeah. Um I I I just yeah, I just really don't don't like them. And I don't like I mean at, at least at least if you're if you're gonna have one of those fifty fifty gimmicky things, you know, make it make it something like a, a while back they did one that was um that they did every cover and and there was a it was sort of a specific style, but it was like the main character with their logo behind them. 
You know um, what I'm talking about. And 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 that was a, a 50-50 variant gimmick thing, and that was fine. But like, if you if you're literally if you're literally putting Harley Quinn on the cover just because Harley Quinn, like, not even not you know she's not in the book at all or anything. Super gimmicky. It's yeah, I, I don't like it, and yeah, I don't like the I just generally don't like the look of the of the movie poster covers because they look like because yeah, like I said. Like, like the Teen Titans movie. one, I have no idea what the what the co- what the cover was based on, but I like I was I was very upset when I when I got <laughs> home and and it was it was this and it just like it didn't feel like uh it didn't feel I don't know it just it didn't feel it didn't even feel like a like a gimmick it felt like it was like there was just an extra advertisement for nothing on on one of the covers like I just I really really did not like that. Oh, no, I, can, I definitely understand. And like the Batman and Robin book, I mean, it's seriously, it's, I mean, obviously the Harry Potter, but I mean, I was like, you know, the movie credits made 2015. It looks exactly like an advertisement. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too. I mean, I just, yeah, I wasn't really that big fan of the cover. It was probably one where I wish I would have just gotten the regular one, but whatever. But that was, um, Batman and Robin was actually pretty good. Um, Damien has his powers or has like superhuman powers. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, we see, um, Batman and the rest of the Justice League off to a um, like an abandoned island in the middle of Japan, and they have to fight this big monster. And um, you know, Damien's teaming up with like Shazam and Superman and Wonder Woman and all this stuff, and they're having fun. And you know, they destroy the monster. And at the very end, uh, we find out that Batman planned it all. He just wanted to see if um, Damien powers were like say charged so if they would eventually become depleted after so many usage. Mm. So um, and again, it kind of turns out that it is. That uh, it like wakes up the next day and like you know tries to fly out the window and falls and you know like you kind of see him hanging upside down from a window as Bruce is walking past the breakfast or something like that. I mean, it was kind of fun. I mean, it's uh, like he has like eye beams and all this stuff, and it was kind of fun. You know, him being like super cocky with all the other Justice League members and stuff like that, and and of course just to see it be that you know Batman just tricked him. But the very end is kind of kind of a neat little father and son moment they're swinging along through the city like spider-man and damien catches batman smiling a little bit he's like oh, are you feeling okay he's like i'm fine why he goes because you're smiling eh. and he's like yeah i guess i am so i mean it's definitely like a little bit of cheese and you know the batman would never smile yeah so. batman doesn't smile that's true <laughs> like i think i think damien damien i think is is the type of character that that could smile but probably doesn't smile very often yeah or at least you don't want to see him smile because he's the types of things that would make him smile. <laughs> yeah, it'd be something really be really messed up. So that so Batman and Robin came out. So this must have been a really heavy Batman related week because I had um, three Batman related books come out. Um, so I had Arkham Manor, uh, which I honestly don't remember what happened at the end of this. This series started out pretty strong um is it wrapping up right now yeah yeah it's yeah this was the last issue um it started out pretty strong and i was i was pretty excited for it but i think it was kind of that like extra batman book that i just didn't really need like there was enough (laughs) batman everywhere else in it um their their portrayal of Mr. Freeze, I think, is probably the best thing. Like he's 
He's just, uh, you know, he's just, he's just a nice guy. He's just perfectly happy. Uh, cause in, in an issue, a couple, a couple issues ago, um, the like freezer or whatever that he was in that was, you know, keeping him cold, uh, broke. So he's just, but luckily it's been really cold outside of in Gotham for the last little while. So he's just like hanging out, playing in the snow. <laughs> Um, and then they, you know, give him, give him a, sh- a snow shovel and stuff. So, so that's kind of funny and it's been sort of like a subplotty thing, but, um, yeah, I don't even really remember too much about what happened in, in this issue. Uh, but it just, it didn't, I mean, obviously it didn't really stick out to me. Yeah. Um, Gotham Academy number six, uh, killer croc has been sort of watching over, uh, the main character Olive, whose whose uh, mother is in is in a coma in Arkham Manor, and was like she was like uh, had a cell across from Killer Croc in Arkham or something, and so he's been watching over Olive, and then uh, and then in this uh, Batman has has found out that he's like in the academy and he fights him, and Olive gets mad at him. Um, <laughs> But it was a pretty solid, pretty solid ending to the first uh, story arc. I, I really, I've really enjoyed Gotham Academy, and all, and I mean, more importantly, the girlfriend has uh, has enjoyed Gotham Academy. Oh, good. So you're gonna keep reading it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Also, uh, last page reveal that's probably like all over the internet and stuff. Uh, Damien is going to be joining Gotham Academy. Uh, and I think I think basically Bruce is sending him there to. I got the sense that Bruce Bruce is sending him there to sort of spy like spy a, on people. Yeah, sounds about right. And then we have the craziness that is Gotham by Midnight number five. Now I've I finally actually added this to my poll list. I I kept forgetting to add it to my poll list, so I actually had to read. Uh, I think I read. I bought issue one when it came out, and then two and three, I bought like together. Because I missed issue two, and then I I actually missed issue four, so I'm so I I read four and five this week. Now, just based and, on the police, like the Gotham PD. So so Gotham by Midnight is basically, um, I mean the closest thing it, it's it, it's a, it's it is it is the the Gotham Police uh, led, uh, but it's a it's a particular, I forget the I forget the term that they use, but it's like basically their X Files unit. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, they've been following this this weird mystery uh, for the last several issues, and everything's come to a head. And obviously, Jim Corrigan, uh, for those who are not DC insiders, is the Spectre, um, and he is all spectered out in this issue, <laughs> and he's fighting this uh, this entity that's. Uh, that's like doing Gotham that's going to like kill everybody in Gotham and trying to decide whether or not, because the specter isn't like a, like a straight up superhero. Like he's, he, the specter like judges and stuff. The wrath of God has to decide. Yeah. Has to decide whether or not, whether or not Gotham deserves to live. And, <laughs> um, it's Batman's job. Silly. Well, and Batman shows up in this issue too. Oh, cool. Um, he shows up, he's in his bat plane and he like, he flies in, he shoots at the, at the evil entity thing 
and just like fails miserably and then he's gone again. <laughs> like I think I think his like his bat plane crashes or something. I don't remember exactly, but uh um this this book is is uh uh, it's a it's on my pull list. It's gr- it's it's really it's really good, and uh, I have a feeling the next issue will be a good uh, jumping on point. Yeah, I might uh, have to check it out. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, you caught up on Walking Dead? Yes, I am. Um, I I liked I liked this issue. Boats, pretty solid. Boats, yeah. Michonne and boats. Michonne, yeah. Michonne and uh, Ezekiel. Yeah, I almost um, forgot his name too. I was like, "Oh, where's this tiger?" I'm like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> um, it's good to good to know where Michonne is. Good to I, I'm just really liking this. Um, I, I like that. I like that. That they this this world or this the sort of the current status quo. Like they can. They can give us. They can sort. There's enough little mysteries. They can like sort of say, "Oh, that's where this person's been." You know, that's the yeah. idea of what's going on. Um, really liked uh, Rick talking to Ezekiel about the price of bullets. Yeah, like Rick is such a um, jerk. Like, well, this- well, it's. I mean, he he is and he isn't. Like, oh, I know, but it's kind of funny. Like he just got off like that one serious mode for a second. It's just like Ezekiel's kind of trying to buddy around, and then he's like. Well, what do you think the cost of bullets are? You're not going to give away for free. I mean, it's just yeah, like, yeah. it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Well, like, well, no, he says, and what he says is, you know, we've got a good thing going now and I don't want to do anything to, to mess it up. So, so I, I, I thought that, I thought that conversation was really interesting. Like it's, everything is pretty fra Like it's still pretty fragile. Um, but, but there is like, hope and there's there like is a light at the end of the tunnel and 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 now they've got like it's just it's just really nice that i don't i'm not afraid at least for the foreseeable future i'm not afraid that everything's going to completely collapse oh yeah it seems like, like they're, they're not starting to go to, back to yeah like chaos and bedlam i mean it definitely yeah. seems like they have the civilization built up and obviously everyone's getting fed. I mean, and I do like the part. I'm definitely interested to see where um, you know Douglas poisoned Maggie and kind of what they're going to do with that. <laughs> and not not Douglas Gregory. Gray, okay. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, because Douglas is the Douglas is the is the was the is dead. He's yeah. he was the the guy from Alexandria, the leader of Alexandria. Gregory was the leader of the hilltop that's yeah. still around and annoying. And he and he fa- he just straight up. I love that he just like straight up failed to kill Maggie. <laughs> like, no, like I think there. that's that's something that uh, I I kind of like uh, the way that Kirkman sort of plays around with the with the like with these like last page reveals and sometimes they yeah. actually matter and a lot of times they don't. Yeah, it's Kirkman style right there to a T. Do you like the? Um... Like the whatever, what were we gonna? What would you call the new probably bad guys? The the, wi- the whisperers. Oh yeah, yeah, the whisperers or the walkie talkies. <laughs> they've called them in the. Uh, um, I think they're. I think they're interesting. Um, I thought it was really weird. Like after, well, first of all, first of all, uh, was that was that this this issue the first issue after Carl had sex? Yeah, this is the okay. first one after. So so. First of all, Carl had sex, which is yeah. <laughs> which is really weird. 
Um, it's kind of surprising it took so long in the zombie apocalypse. Well, yeah, but he's like 13. Like he's not. It's not like he's it's not like he's 16. I mean, because he's, he's younger than he is in the show. In the show, he's older. In the show, it kind of makes sense. But like. I don't know. I don't know. It just makes me feel a little uh, skin crawly. Plus, yeah, she was licking his eye socket. Which oh, yeah, that was really gross. Uh, and, really but, like, with her, like, kind of like what the way she was saying is that there's, you know, no more rape. It's, you know, animal instincts and all this other stuff that they don't consider it that. And so I'm like, huh, I wonder why everybody aren't just, like, locked up in closets and just fornicating until the zombies eventually <laughs> take over. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean,. There, yeah, that that aspect of it, and then like, and then like the fact that her mother is the leader of the group and sort of lets that happen. Um, they're kind of interesting. I'm interested. I, I like to see where this goes. Obviously, um, in this issue too, where uh, Carl is following her and he gets caught. Obviously, not trying to hide too hard, falling asleep next to a tree. Yeah, well, he gets caught, and they don't like just like kill him immediately or or capture him immediately. Like they're like, okay, well, okay, well, we'll show you what's going on then. Um, it's it's an interesting take on things. It sounds like or it looks like that Carl's definitely going to be getting a, a storyline dedicated to him, and I th- you know I think he's definitely probably going to come to more of a forefront as a main character. And obviously, Carl, or, um, Carl, uh, Rick's, you know still the main guy but it seems like there's definitely a lot more so it just seems like there's a lot of stuff going on because we haven't seen negan in a while we know he's stuck down there in the prison cell then they have the new group that came in they really haven't mentioned them much i know rick did a little bit obviously they came mm-hmm. along for the trip but yeah it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on and i think kirkman's going to drop some bombs on us and i'll yeah. be like oh yeah i didn't even i forgot about that so i think that's probably going to i'm i'm looking forward to uh to seeing what's going on with the saviors with with dwight or as I like to call him, Two Face, <laughs> uh, leading them. I, I, I'd, I'd really like to see sort of how that's, um, what's going on there. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Did you watch the show? You watched the show last night. Yes, I, yes, I did. I'm, I'm caught up with the show, and I mean, I basically, I don't think there's too much to say about it. Uh, I, I don't think this finale was like the most earth-shattering finale uh, ever. I think that. Like the, uh, I mean, even last season with like the shipping crates, like everyone gets hurt into the shipping crates and then right, just right, cut right. it. I'm like, that's, you know, that's intense. That's like, let's, you know, see what happens next. This one, it's like, obviously, you know, the guy gets shot and then they see Morgan, but it's like, you know. well, it's like it, I think this one just moved the story forward. Oh, um, totally. And, and, and I think this season generally has been about moving the story forward. Like, uh, last season was about was more about maybe developing the characters and mostly just sort of treading water. Like they were just like it was just leading, leading, and leading to terminus. And you know what's what's this ter- what's terminus? What's it gonna be? Um, and uh, yeah, but they go through some story, but, especially through the like the comic. They really cut to the chase and. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I really thought I really felt like this this uh, these last few episodes they did a really good job of sort of like because I was very uneasy about I mean even though I read the comics and they've been and with the Alexandria stuff aside from the fact that uh, they they called they made Douglas a woman and named her Deanna uh, um, 
you know, aside from aside from that, yeah, little uh, changes. It's been it's been very it's been very very closely tied to uh, to the comic, and uh, although they, I think they would they had. I want to say they had mentioned Negan by now, at least in passing, but I might be I might be mistaken. See, I was expecting Glenn, to, or at least like the final shot would be a barbed wire baseball bat, like touching the mm. ground or something like. No, that. No, no, no. I think I think. Uh, well, first of all, I think I think the wolves will be. That's what I'm thinking too. Um, I I don't think they're going to be connected to Negan. Oh, really? I See, think, that's yeah. I think they're going to be like another just extra thing. Uh, but I do think I do think that Negan will kill Glenn in the hundredth episode. Ooh, you know what? That's that would definitely make a lot of sense. And of course, Negan too. He has like a big base, and the wolves are they're talking about is like small tribes moving around. So yeah, I mean, there was a and, and there was a group that uh, that there was a lot of buildup to, um, like or or at least and maybe not like a huge amount of buildup, but there was there was a group that tried to take Alexandria. Um, I remember in, in, uh, in the comics that like they sort of, there was sort of this, sh- this build up like as if they were going to do some, do some bad stuff. And then like Rick's group just like took him out. Like, like it was nothing. Yeah. I'm oh, kind of yeah, yeah, wondering so. if, I'm kind of wondering if, the, if that's what, if that's what they're going to do with the wolves or if they're going to, that's actually a really good idea. That would make total sense too. Especially just like, see, this is, you have to. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really like, like. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to them running into uh, running into Negan's groups and just like killing everybody in Negan's group. Like that that was I, I thought like the funniest thing in the in those like uh, the lead up to All Out War story arcs. Like they were, like you know yeah they had yeah Negan eventually killed a couple of the main people, but how many of Negan's <laughs> yeah kill like a lot yeah um yeah, so okay. uh yeah, i can't wait for that i wonder who they would yeah. cast as negan i i don't know probably somebody british because yeah. everybody <laughs> on walking dead is british and i love watching talking dead just for when uh, the guy that played morgan did you watch talking dead yeah 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 uh, yeah just the guy plays morgan just cracks me up just like what? oh there's british <laughs> yeah that was good stuff. Yeah, I'm really, I'm also really liking what they're doing. There are several characters that, in the show that I think um, they've they've done a really good, uh, like a better job with in the show than in the comic. Um, I don't really like Carol that much in the, um, in in the show. Like she's kind of I, I don't know I liked her but she's just I don't know there's something about her that I I just am not really liking, uh right right where she where her character is right yeah. now, um, I I, I, I don't know um and, and uh but but like Glenn I really did not like very much in the comic but I think they've done a lot of really cool things with his character in the show, um, Michonne I think. Uh, I I think is is pretty close to where she was in the comic. Yeah, uh, I'd say, but maybe a little bit. But she's got a little bit more depth to her, I think, in the show. Um, uh, Maggie, obviously, you can see she's being groomed to take over, or you know, to run right. the place down the right, road. Right, right, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I like her character a lot. I like I like that they're. That's something. That's something nice. Um, 
with the show, they have the advantage of of knowing at least a general idea as to where the show, or where the storyline is going. Um, and so, yeah, they can do that. Cause I don't remember her being like her working with, with, uh, with Douglas or anything in the, in the comic. Um, it seemed a little, I don't know, her, her taking over the, her take, her taking over the, the, the hilltop was mostly just because, the Hilltop's leader was so incompetent and she was an outsider or, you know, one of the most, con- yeah. And she was, well, she was just like the, I think, I think the way that she took over, it, it could have been anybody who was from the group. Um, it's sort of like when, um, when Glenn way back with the governor and Glenn is, and, and Glenn was tied to the chair and they sent the zombie in after him and he, and he breaks the chair and, and kills the zombie with it. Um, like that could have been really, really as, as cool a moment as that was for Glenn, that could have been anybody from the group. That's true. And it would have, and and they would have stepped up. Um, and, and so I, so I think, I think it's interesting that they're, they are, yeah, they're sort of preparing Maggie. She's getting this experience kind of networking around town and, and stuff that's going to actually apply to her being a leader. Definitely politicking. In, in the hilltop down the line, which which is which is cool, and I, yeah, I like her character. I like her character better in in the show than in, than in the comic too. Um, you know what? I really, I'm, well, I mean, I like the Father Gabriel. I I hate him, but that's good. I, but it's just like yeah. I'm kind of glad he's sticking around a little bit. And that whole scene with you know him and Sasha, where you know everything eventually ended in a prayer. But I, I thought he was definitely going to go. I thought Sasha had a chance of going. I, I think a lot of people on the internet kind of said, like, these are the people that are probably going to die. Right, right. And I'm actually kind of glad that no one really died besides uh, that jerk. At least yeah, with uh, Pete, yeah, Pete, Pete. And, uh, and, Mrs. D- and Mr. Deanna. Oh, yeah, um. poor guy. <laughs> but, you know, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting, too, with, you know, Glenn and the other guy, you know. Obviously, burying the hatchet for a little bit and walking back to mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah it's just—it's really good. I'm just uh, very surprised, and I think they. Yeah, I don't know. Basically, basically, I'm glad that there weren't any any of the of the primary groups uh, char- characters get got killed off because I think we had enough of them get killed this season. I mean, we had we had Beth and well, we had so we had oh, Beth, yeah. and then we had. Uh, um, Tyrese, and then we had Noah. All it felt like really close together. Yeah, they were pretty much. Um, so, well, yeah, because like the first, uh, the first chunk of the season, nobody got killed off, and then yeah, and then and then we had, and then we had Beth at the was was at the mid season finale, right? Yeah, I think so. So in the second half of the season, really. You had all three of those those characters get killed off, and and it just I don't know. It was starting to feel like oh, and poor Bob too. He was oh, and oh yeah, and Bob yeah. So so that's yeah. So that's four four major characters that that uh, they got killed off, and that's not even I mean that's not even including yeah, like Deanna's husband and and uh, the and Aiden and stuff like the yeah the Alex, all the the random Alexandrians and uh, and the couple of. Um, characters from the hospital that were killed but uh but like it was i mean it was yeah it was just starting to feel like 
um, you know, oh no, there's who's, you know, who's going to die this week. And, and to the point where, cause, cause sometimes, I mean, I understand that you want to make that feeling that no one is safe and that's, and that's a, you know, that's a, a storyline choice that, that makes, that makes sense for a show like this. However, um, like I think that the Beth is the best, best example, you know, they spent all that time developing her character to the point where she was finally interesting. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then they just kill her off and it's just like, you had so much potential for stories you could tell with that character and instead you're just like brute force killing them. And and I think that probably happened to like a lesser degree with Tyrese as well. I mean, I think Bob Bob was never that I mean, he was he was on the show for about a season, but he was never that important to me and I think and I think Noah also like yeah, he was, I almost yeah, he was like almost, a half a season almost maybe. was happy that Noah got killed cuz I blamed him for Tyrese's death. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't too heartbroken to see. But Noah but he go. was. I mean, but yeah. I I mean, I th- I think. Well, and that's something too, where he where he goes to Deanna's husband, where he's like, you know, I want to learn to be an architect. I want right, to right. make my place here. Then it's then I you should I should have known. It's like no, you're gonna die. Anytime yeah, yeah, that you yeah. want to establish some roots and you know get, get going, then you're gonna die. Well, or if you even if you even take a take a step back and and you say anytime that a character who's generally a pretty minor character gets a handful of feature scenes early in the episode doesn't look good for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely good. Looking forward to next. And, um, uh, the new walking dead show. So, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, cautiously. I try to, I'm trying to say cautiously optimistic, but I hate that title. Yeah, but where the fear the walking fear dead. the walking dead. Yeah, like that either. I liked the the um. There was like a working t- title for it that was they were calling it the Sleeping Dead, and I I liked I liked that better than than Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead feel it feels like a, it feels like a comic book spinoff. Yeah, yeah, you know, totally. Like like uh you know. Spectacular Spider Man as opposed yeah. to. You know, you know, spectacular Walking Dead. They're gonna have amazing Walking Dead and uncanny Walking Dead, and and you know, <laughs> and you know how the uh, zombie outbreak starts. Um, I believe it's actually at a chocolate fountain at a Golden Crow. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think it just gets infected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I, I mean I I'm. I'm happy to have. I'm assuming I'm gonna have Walking Dead year round now. Um, now with the yeah. two seasons and even with the break, it's like, wh- when are they going to run this? Like just during the middle of summer? Yeah, it said. Yeah, it said it was summer. So yeah, so I mean, Walking yeah, Dead year round. AMC. Depending how you know, depending how many episodes. I one with I, Mad Men too coming to an end. I think they definitely need a new show. And I've tried watching Turn. I thought it was pretty dumb. Um, I want to watch Hulk well, Catch Fire, but it's just like Hulk Catch Fire is 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 good. But it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Um, you just have to realize that you're not necessarily rooting for any of the characters. Okay, <laughs> and um, because it's, it's a very like it's a very like everyone's yelling at each other show. Oh, um, and then also there's a couple characters who, and this is true. I mean, this is true of Breaking Bad and Mad Men <laughs> and 
and all that stuff. There are some characters who will just like randomly do things that are just kind of a little bit out there and crazy. But yeah. I, but I, I'm, I'm glad it got picked up for a second season because I, I think it has a lot of potential. Um, and it's and a very interesting period PC thing. Uh, and I mean, I've really been liking Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, me too. So, Big fan of that. Um, I Better Call Saul is, is probably the the like the thing that it's like if 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 they can make Fear the Walking Dead as good as Better Call Saul, um, then you know then I'm okay. My 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 problem with the with the Fear of the Walking Dead story is I would I, I I don't know it's not what I would have done. I, what I would have done is split the group and had had basically had an Alexandria series and a Hilltop series, um, and then and then at least you have with the with the other with the the other show you sort of have a little bit of. Um, a little bit of continuity between the two shows and, and a little bit of that, that momentum. Cause you have oh, these totally. characters who, who can, you know, sort of start. And especially since they've shown in the last two seasons of walking dead that they love splitting the party. Oh, true. Um, but, but I mean, if they can, I mean, if they can really do it, I just, I just, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather feel like there was some connection aside from it just being like, because the way that, the way that it's going that it looks like it's going to be right now is is it's going to be like you know these two aside from the fact that the zombies will probably look similar stylistically, like these two shows will not have anything to do with each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't think we're gonna which see any mention of Los Angeles and the current. Then, then again, then again, maybe. It, maybe it'll get uh, the show will get canceled after one season, and then will and then the people will show up. <sighs> Oh yeah, I don't figure AMC is going to cancel Walking it. Dead. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. I mean, just like spinoffs. Historically speaking, spinoffs are not always super successful. So it, I mean, it'll just. I just feel like it just depends. I mean, it depends. You know, maybe if uh, that Scott Gimple and that <laughs> other guy and Kirkman are heavily involved with the series, like if if. Some of the behind the scenes people are the same behind the scenes people are heavily involved with the series. Uh, it could be good. I'm just yeah. It's like is Greg Nicotero is he going to be doing the direction? I mean, how like <coughs> interested to see how right Greg Nicotero. That's the other that's the other person I was thinking of. Um, yeah, I mean it, it just it seems a little I don't know. Like I don't want to say cash grab because I think that that's usually beside the point. Like I mean. But no, I, I totally agree with that sort of sense. It's it's like, well, you know, it's the the Walking Dead machine. Let's just see how much we can, yeah, pump out of it. Which yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I don't I don't like the I don't like accusing accusing companies of of cash grabs or whatever because usually I like sequels and spinoffs and tie-ins and everything because if something's good, then give me more of it. And especially if you can if you know how to like they know how to make a good zombie show now. There's no reason for them not to make another zombie show. I just, I I would have rather there, I would have rather there been at least a little bit more continuity. Some, at least one character that that went along with them. I don't know, and I mean I don't know exactly how you would. I I really don't know how you would do it. 
Um, yeah, I'm sure Kirkman probably has. And I'm, I just wonder, like, how, like, has he just been waiting to to tell like an actual zombie origin story, like the of everything? I mean, I wonder how long he's been sitting on this. You know, how does the outbreak actually happen? I'm sure that's probably. I mean, probably not anymore. But you think about it. You know, Rick wakes up and the the world's full of dead walking people. Which I think, which I think is is a very uh, zombie story thing. Like part of the. A, a lot of a lot of zombie movies and things they just sort of drop you right into it whether it's whether it's at the beginning of the outbreak or or um sort of somewhere in between like i think the way that walking dead starts with rick waking up in a hospital and and having to figure stuff out is pretty i don't want to say typical but is is a not like something it's, brand new. It's not. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not a totally new idea, which is I mean, which isn't it, which is, is the is definitely not a criticism or anything. But um, yeah, so uh, we've been talking about non <laughs> things. So I'm going to I'm going to keep going down that tangent. So I've uh, I've been I've been on a Star Trek kick uh, the last last few weeks. Uh, to the point that I'm falling behind on Flash, Arrow, and Shield, and possibly some other shows. I don't know. Not real. Basically, I've only been keeping up on on Better Call Saul and Walking Dead. Uh, but uh, so, which Star Trek's you've been watching? So I've been so I have been watching primarily Next Generation, and then. Um, been diving a little bit into the original series. Uh, I found a podcast called Mission Log that does uh, <laughs> does sort of a it's sort of a rewatch podcast. So they they watch an episode and then they they do uh, they do a review of it. Um, and they started with the original series, so I've been watching some original series episodes as well. Um, and then also I've been reading some of the novels. Uh, which is something that I have never done before. I've never done uh, Star Trek novels, um, which is which is kind of nice because, and this is this is something that that I've found with comics before and and things. I, I I go into the world of the rabbit hole that is the Star Trek novels, and I sort of you know look at look on some internet websites and whatnot, and. Uh, and I can find the most sort of universally acclaimed Star Trek novels. You know, there's hundreds of Star Trek novels out there, and I can find the the six of them that that everybody likes. You know, so so it's sort of like you know, you've never I've never listened to I've never listened to rock music before. Uh, what's what's it? You know, oh, what's this? Yeah, the like Beatles. <laughs> uh, uh, the, yeah, they're I bet they're pretty good. And not that's not to say, you know, I, I and I sort of always always you know, the caveat with that is, you know, the Beatles the Beatles isn't necessarily like absolutely the be all end all of that genre of music. However, it's a pretty they're they're definitely a a pretty solid place to start. Yeah, you can't really go wrong. Um, something like so that. so uh so being able to go go down one of these other rabbit holes and then just sort of have the, you know, have access to the best stuff. You know, it's like, you know, when you start reading comics and you're just, you know, you're just far, far enough in and then, and then somebody recommends that you read Watchmen, which I mean, I still think is, is, is not overrated. Like I think is, is 
you, you cannot speak too highly of, of Watchmen. Some people think it's a little bit overrated, but it's definitely a good comic book. Oh, yeah, especially, yeah, sit down and get ready to read a lot of dialogue. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, it's, yeah it's, but no, exactly, so, that's a perfect example. It's like, yeah, you can't really go wrong with Watchmen. Yeah. So I've, I've read um, Imzadi, which uh, was the first one that I read. It, it explores the, uh, the origin of the relationship between Counselor Troy and uh, Riker from um from next generation and it's a and it's a time travel story um which which is uh which has its roots in the original series with the guardian of forever um so uh so it was and it was like like it was the one book that was on everybody's list and it's definitely by far the the best the best one uh written by peter david Oh, no kidding. So, which I, he is, I guess he's, he's one of the, he's one of the, the biggest names in, in Star Trek, uh, novels. So, um, read another book, uh, by Peter David called Vendetta, which was about the Borg and, um, and, and this, uh, this ancient piece of technology that was, uh, Fighting the Borg in a complicated Star Trekky way uh, <laughs> that was uh, related to Guinan, which is Whoopi Goldberg's character from the show. Okay, um, and that was that was pretty good. It was like a very solidly solid read. Um, I read Ghost Ship, which was um, during the during the the seventies, eighties, nineties, or whatever. There were a bunch of kind of just like random. Uh, paperback novels that came out like like a ton like they were coming out two or three a month um, between the different series um, and this was one of the one of the um, next generation novels it was okay but I could tell that it was not really on the level of some of the of the of the other yeah. two um, and then I just finished uh, Prime Directive which uh, featured the original series cast. Um, and basically they all got in trouble because uh, Kirk allegedly violated the <laughs> prime directive and caused a planet to basically get destroyed or, or, or all the inhabitants of the planet to get killed. Um, it was a very, I thought, I thought it was, it had a really good setup Um the uh, the ending left a little to be desired because it had a, a a lot of it was a it was one of those books that there was a lot of implications of of corruption and conspiracy and and all sorts of things and then the the payoff wasn't quite there but it was but it was also definitely a solid read so um, how long are these books usually uh well the so the um the uh, the the random paperbacks are are about are sh- are pretty short. They're about two hundred or between two and three hundred pages. Uh, the hardcovers are a little bit more. They're they're around uh, three. They're between three and four hundred pages. So they're I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's it, for this genre, they're pretty pretty average and they're pretty you know easy to read. And some of the and and I feel like some of the writers really really get the characters down because um, that I, I think that's the nice thing about that's the nice thing about it, it. The characters being from a TV show, like there's a lot of, 
you know, you know, these characters have been developed over years and years and years. Um, you could really tell when I read Ghost Ship right after reading Imzadi. Ghost Ship was written. Um, it came. I think it came out like the summer after the first season ended. Um, and they did not. She did not have the author. That author did not have uh, little grasp have on the, the voices down. Yeah. Um, certainly not on the level of of uh, of Peter David and and granted they were they were um you know it took place basically it took place during season one of of Next Generation so uh, the characters weren't necessarily like didn't necessarily early, need yeah. to be fleshed out and and there and some of the stuff they were doing was kind of connected with with the characters not knowing each other and stuff but it was just like clearly this author doesn't quite you know this author doesn't quite know how to write Jordy this author doesn't quite know how to write data um, but uh yeah it's 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 been a it's been a cool a cool rabbit hole to go down and, and it makes it also kind of makes me wonder you know once I once I get burnt out on Star Trek could I do this with you know, I could do this with Doctor Who. Oh yeah. Or uh, I don't even know what else. I, I looked. Uh, there's, there's, there were a, a bunch of Buffy novels that came out. I don't know if any of them were any good, but I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of like other licensed properties that. I mean, I know that like Indiana Jones had a, a handful of novels, not not anything on the scale of, of Star Wars or Star Trek. Yeah, but, I think uh, I might have reading a couple of those way back when. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting because I like I don't know I I mean you know you and I we both read comics, and uh, and 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 the and the the line between you know comic books and and prose licensed properties like not there's not there's you know there's there's not too much to, there are a lot of similarities there um, about like you know like I said working with super established, like I know what this character would say yeah. in this situation kind of thing. Um, I think is really interesting. And then also like, um, reading the, reading the novels of uh, reading the novels of the Star Trek characters, it, it's able to come out, come right out and say it. Cause you're like in the person's head and stuff in a way that, uh, that they might just sort of hint at it during the TV show or, or, or it, or it like, you know, straight up. Yeah. It just sort of straight up points things out and goes in depth. And so then you can, because like Imzadi is this, is this term that's like a true love kind of thing, uh, that they spend, they spend that, uh, novel sort of delving into what that means. And then when I watch, when I watch the the you know the random episode of Star Trek Next Generation and Riker calls Troy Imzadi, you know, you, know you, you sort of you generally get the sense of what that is from seeing the show. But if you've read the if you read this book, you really have this kind of a deeper understanding. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. And I like that they're not really that long. Sounds like something that. Cause I'm someone with like, if I get a book, I usually just can't put it down. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time and that's where with, with books and that's something too with comic books. It just, 
makes it so much easier for me to binge read stuff and doesn't you know right. like cause, like Lord of the Rings. Um, I didn't finish that until I think the first movie came out, and I just sat down there and just wrecked through all three of those books so quick. But I didn't leave my house for such a long time, <laughs> and that's like my parents used to get on me, just like get out of a book, and even on vacation <laughs> stuff like that. I I picked up one. I borrowed it from a buddy. I don't know if I finished it. Something the story was so in terraform Mars. They brought in. Um, they're recreating the old. Um, like the story of Troy. So they have like the Greeks and the, the whoever. So it's like Achilles and Hector. And it's all this, in this book. Of course, it's like 900 pages. And I just spent like a whole vacation on the beach just like reading. And it was great. But it's just one of those things where I can't do that all the time because yeah, I'll yeah, just sit there not, and get buried. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. And I think uh, um, I, I guess I've read, you know, I've read a lot of Star Wars novels that are very similar I mean, it's a very similar style of writing, um, and so I, I, it, it's, it's, but yeah, it's just kind of nice because I'm at the point now with the Star Wars novels where, um, I mean, there are there are certainly good Star Wars novels that I haven't read, but I've read most of the like essential ones, and I've read the you know the recent ones and stuff. Uh, being in jumping into this like completely new, you know, completely new rabbit hole. Probably a nice change, especially like you said, if you've read all the good stuff and it's like, you know, yeah. you have to go through mediocre, mediocre books when you can yeah, pick up a new property or something else and, you know, go into that. And also and also like like, um, you know, I'm reading some of the mediocre Star Trek books, too. And the, and it's and it's just different, you know. So. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, on a kick. We'll see how long it takes until I burn myself out. Until I go to the bookstore, buy one too many books, and then I, and then I see a stack, and then I'm like, ah, it's not gonna happen. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I hopefully I can, because I haven't even. I mean, I haven't even watched. I mean, I, I watched random episodes in syndication of of uh, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine growing up, and uh, and when I was in high school, it was when Spike TV was constantly playing marathons so I've, I've seen a decent number of the episodes but it's not like i mean it's not like i've seen everything yeah, that's um, kind of way i've been with star trek it's just if it's on you know if, you know i'll sit down there and watch like you said with spike that's like yeah that was basically how i got into new generation at all mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i am in I'm well into season six of Next Generation, only having skipped a handful of episodes that sounded dumb. Yeah, that's not bad. Because um, that's that's the problem with those with '90s television. Like, <laughs> they just needed to realize that. I mean, you can have filler episodes, and you can have like you can have character arcs get developed in in those types of episodes, but just give me a you know give me a continuity. You know, tell me what happens next. Yeah. Like yeah. in, in the overall, you know, in the overall story, don't, you know, make something happen. <laughs> like it doesn't all like it doesn't, yeah. there's just like the vast, vast majority of the next generation episodes are. And I mean, some of them, like I said, a lot of them are very good, but it, but it's just like there are just so many that that just you just feel like you're treading water when you watch them. Like you just want to, you know, clearly, yeah. the, clearly the next generation was not. Uh, made to be binge watched. 
And uh, from what I hear, I, and I haven't watched that much of Deep Space Nine, um, from what I hear, the tail end of Deep Space Nine becomes a little more serialized, um, which is, you know, I, which I like. I mean. Did you ever watch any Battlestar? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen the, uh, all but the last little bit. I, I have this thing with uh, when I'm binge watching shows is I don't watch the last season or so a lot of times or it takes me longer to get through those uh one because a lot of times i'm burnt out by the end of the season and then two or by the end of the series and then two a lot of times the last season is not the best one yeah um and then but then there's also this like in the back of my mind like i don't want i I always want there to be more episodes um like i need to watch i've got about two and a half seasons of x-files i need to get through uh, before, before the new series comes out, that's it. That's something that I'll bet there are a handful of licensed novels. I know there are a lot of X Files comics. Oh yeah, there has to be some novels. You you'd think, and that's a great thing too. A lot of the people that write these novels have to be like super huge fanboys that that just really enjoy writing them, or else they wouldn't. Yeah. All right, all right. I think we've covered as much as we wanted to cover there. Uh, I avo- I avoided us talking about Darth Vader number three because my copy didn't ship. Ooh, um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's good. Uh, I mean, some there have been a bunch of titles that have come out since uh, that that I that I've enjoyed uh, since uh, the last time we recorded. Uh, I read the first issue of Silk. Oh, how'd you like it? And I and I really enjoyed it. Um, I read uh, the first Howard the Duck. And it was better than I expected. Uh, I'm, I think I'm, I'm on, the, I'm on the fence as to whether I'm going to keep picking it up. But it was, but it was a pretty, it was a pretty solid read. I um, mean, it looks like it's got, got some real potential. And then Princess Leia, I was very surprised uh, how much I've enjoyed it. So I've heard some pretty bad things about Leia. Well, you're hearing wrong things. Well, actually, I think most of it was probably the art style. I think they said it's a little cartoony. Well, the art style, I think, I think is, it's, it, it, I, I don't have that much. I think it's good. Uh, basically, I think it's good enough. It doesn't blow me away or anything. But I think a lot of people are divided on the art style. Uh, it, some people think it's, it's like the best thing ever, and it's a nice departure from the other, from the tone of the other two yeah. Star Wars books. Uh, and then some people don't necessarily like it as much. But, but I think, I think. Uh, the story has been really interesting, um, and, and they're really taking a char- the character. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Leia is a really hard character to write, and uh, and and the fact that Mark Wade can can write her this well, particularly, I think it's interesting because this is immediately post a New Hope Leia. It's not it's not post Return of the Jedi Leia, so it's not like sort of the expanded universe Leia that that has been a little bit more fleshed out but still people didn't really I feel like people don't really know what they were know how to write her yeah for a long time I mean evidenced in the expanded universe uh people uh, the the evidence that they didn't know how to write writer um you know at the end of return of the Jedi there's this implication that Luke's going to train her to be a Jedi and he basically just doesn't for a long time <laughs> like like People just don't. I, people just don't really know how to fit her 
into because she sort of takes a political role and it's i mean it, it ends up being an interesting character arc she she gets she's in a political role for so long that she never really gets around to training in the force until basically until she retires and then and then she spends you know six months training with uh with this uh one alien jedi lady and then and then she's suddenly a Jedi Knight. Like it was just <laughs> very like, it was just very like. Uh, let's we're we don't really know how to do this. Okay, we'll we'll have a trilogy of books <laughs> that nobody cares about, and and sort of imply that she was trained there. Okay, now she's now she's trained. Now she's a Jedi. Now we know what we now we know how, now we know what to do with her. <laughs> um, but uh, so she's a she's a difficult character to write, and I've I've re- I listen to an audiobook of of uh another book of one of one of the last uh before the end of the the old canon um and it was and like yeah <laughs> Ugh, she can be it, it, stories about her can be rough yeah. um and so but this is uh i think this is this is a lot better um than really than anybody could have expected i i i mean aside from the fact that it was mark wade was the only thing that really made me optimistic about it. But yeah. I just, I think it's all good. It's all good. Good. And, and who knows? I, I don't know how much, I honestly don't know how much of this secret Wars stuff I'm going to be buying into. Like, I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested the- to see Well, I, I did a little research that like, you know, like the reading guide, what do you really need to read for it? And a lot of people say that you can probably just follow the main storyline. I think there's like the, the eight issues. Yeah, and you'd probably be fine. I mean, there's a couple um, stories I think are kind of neat. I read about one. It's the Thors, and all the Thors have turned into a police force on Battleworld. Mm-hmm. So like every iteration of Thor, so like Beta Ray Bill, Thunderstrike, all of those guys um, basically police the realm or whatever. Yeah. So the- no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure the way that the way that I the, it sounds like it's going to be set up. I'll bet you can pick and choose. I'll bet you don't even need to read the main title. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So <laughs> I. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see just the kind of whole layout because I definitely don't want to pick up everything. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a couple stories there that I really want to check out. I just hope I just hope they don't use this as an excuse to make all their books four ninety nine or something. Oh like yeah, like, like I just I just really really don't like paying four ninety nine for books. Uh, so if if um I don't know maybe maybe like I turn can, like one shot mania and yeah. so so I mean I and I it's funny because I 100 percent don't mind paying. Three ninety nine for a book that I get the, they get the digital copy yeah. of, but I really really don't like paying four ninety nine. So, so who knows? Maybe maybe this summer it'll get to the point where uh, I'll be reading. Well, I guess I could read a lot more DC, like because DC's doing their their sort of mini relaunch in June, and uh, yeah, I could cut I could cut way back on Marvel. Only read, only mainly be reading the uh, the Star Wars. Uh, titles because they'll have four. I mean, they'll have four or five Star Wars titles. It's not like they're gonna. Oh yeah, and and, and if they're double shipping on the way that they've been, like, ugh. yeah. It's, I mean, they'll they'll have they'll they'll at least well, Princess Leia is only a five issue. I I cannot remember if Darth Vader is a is an ongoing or not. Oh, I hope so. Um, yeah, Princess Leia, but Princess Leia is like a five or six issue mini. Um. Kanan, the last Padawan, which is coming out uh, this week, um, and I'm looking really looking forward to. I don't know. 
And then there's a couple, there are going to be a couple of, uh, things that, that tell some of the, the post return of the Jedi pre, uh, force awakens stuff that's going to be coming out this fall. So yeah. All right. Well, um, it's about that time. Yep. I think it's about that time. Uh, it sounds like my dinner's done. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, keep reading comics. Later.